just saw a post about how like the job, um, how much people got paid on average only went up about 20 something percent versus like the housing market went up about 140 percent in the same time frame. Yeah. It seems like tech is like the only like industry right now that's allowing you to kind of catch up because everything else mm-hmm. is so far behind. And that's why I'm like, I'm so determined to try to make it in this. And even- Hi, Diana. How are you doing today? I am doing as good as uh, as I can be. And how are you? I'm doing good, too. I cannot complain. And I'm so glad to have you on this episode of Tech Leash Tips. Now, for the audience, for those who don't know, I'm going to just say it one more time. We said it a couple of times in season one, but in season two, I want to make sure that you are hearing this as well. That we are going to be talking about the boots, the brain. Boots is symbolic of the journey that she has taken to get to where she is right now. And the brains, well, that is symbolic of the mindset that she has, not only to be where she is right now, but to scale from there. And without further ado, let's start from the very beginning of your story, because I think the beginning is a great place to start. I started in Minneapolis, but um, I actually grew up in L.A. And um, from there, I moved to Chicago and then I landed back in Minnesota and now in Georgia. So I moved out, moved around quite a bit. And um, I worked in mental health for about 10 years. Uh, I did, you know, various things from working in education settings to the medical settings and residential. Um, And when I moved to Georgia, I kind of had a moment where I just wanted to change it up. I had looked up tech sales for a while, but at the time where my self-esteem was, as far as like being able to do something like this was not, you know, where it needed to be. And also, um, I just kind of, I don't know, I was comfortable, I guess you could say. So moving down here to Georgia kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone. And also, I was just like, you know what? I just turned 30. I'm like, I think it's time for me to go ahead and tackle something that I said that I wanted to try. So now I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And then um, that's when I found uh, course careers after kind of looking online to see the different ways to become a tech sales, uh, you know, professional. And um, from there, I just went through the program and, you know, with the ups and downs and with moving, it was a lot of stuff going on. So then it landed me here now today where I am now three months as an SDR at my first job. Uh, So, yeah, I hope that was a good summary. No, that was great. And and thank you for so much for just kind of giving that synopsis of basically your journey. Now, let's talk a little bit about something else. You said you got into mental health. Now, what kind of spurred you to get into that field? Oh, okay. So I was kind of in between a rock and a hard place when I did decide to go into mental health. Uh, My older sister, she was already working in mental health. So she was like, you know, it's a good career. I'm always fascinated with like psychology. So I'm like, okay, why not? So I started as just like a home health care person, just helping um, people with like mental disabilities or even physical disabilities, um, just with their day-to-day life. That escalated to then working as a a psychiatric technician. And then that escalated to me working as a, um, it's an SDR. And I say SDR because it's really tongue, it's a tongue twister to say, And I barely say it, but it is a psychiatric rehabilitation practitioner. And that's why we call it 
it's, you know, so, um, so because of that, um, I just was able to see so many different variations of like what mental health looks like. And I got, you know, exposed to so many different personalities and a lot of challenges. <laughs> like I definitely was able to learn how to be in a stressful situation and still keep my cool, still keep focused and things like that. So um, the inspiration really just came from being, you know, invited into it. And I loved it for a very long time, 10 years, you know, but I, I hit a ceiling. I do not have a formal education as far as like uh, college goes. And um, with my position, although I was moving up, it's just it's a certain level of like regulations where I have to have like a master's or I have to be licensed such and such. And I thought about it and I said, OK, now I could go back to school for six, seven years, rack up a lot of student loan debt. Or I can try this thing called tech sales, which, you know, in the next two to three years be making, you know, way over like 100, 150 K. So that's kind of the reason why I shifted out of it. Even though I do love it dearly, I just couldn't see myself going back to school to do something that I already was doing and was doing really great at in the first place. No, that's that's good. I, I'm thinking about when you're talking, I think about my wife. She's actually studying right now her master's in mental health counseling and she went to a conference nice. recently. Yeah, no, I thought it was yeah, she 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 is in love with it after that conference. I mean, she loved it before, but she's in love with it after that conference, speaking to other professionals. Mm -hmm. And things of that nature. So when you when you're talking, it made me think of her. <laughs> and yeah, so I think that was great. Now, one of my the first interview I actually have on this channel is with Troy, the founder of the founder of Course Careers, and he was talking about when he was in a time of his life when he was homeless and he was basically traveling from one part of the United States to another. He had to really rely on humans and people around <laughs> him to support him and basically kind of give and share. Um, what they had. And then he said he one thing he did learn about human beings during that time is that, you know, they're 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 intrinsically kind and giving. So I wanted to ask you, since you work so closely with uh, mental health, what were the things that you learned about people? Because I, I, the reason why I'm asking this, is because I think those kind of knowledge can actually be helpful for SDRs that are looking to get into the field right now or those that are already in the field to understand human behavior and how what we say on the phones and what we say during our overviews, how they could have an impact and honestly could help us in our professional life. So give us a little insight about the human, human mindset there. Yes, um, I would definitely say one of the biggest connections that I've learned from mental health and with tech sales when, when somebody's in a compromised situation, obviously calling somebody in the middle of their day is not, you know, a mental health crisis. However, there are similarities. There's somebody like, I'm, I don't want to be in this position right now. <laughs> and like, what is the, what's the point? What's the benefit? Most of the people that we would get in the hospitals, um, it was an emergency call because they needed, um, you know, assistance right then and there, but a lot of them would be very resistant. So, having to talk them through the process and essentially show them the value of why they're there in such a short amount of time is literally like it mirrors in tech sales. Like I said, obviously not as <laughs> severe, <laughs> but the, the, you know, the bones of the situation is still the same. People are being, um, they're in the middle of their day. Think about it. We've all had people call us and just to hurry up and get you off the phone. We'll say anything. And if the person isn't, 
intriguing enough and also not giving enough information to make us feel like this is worth our time, you know, we'll just hang up. So I, you have to be creative in the way that you approach with being assertive, but not pushy or being like trying to tell somebody like, I have something that's good for you. You just don't know it yet. You know, so that would say those are the, the definite similarities in between the two. Yeah, so I'm hearing a few things there. Creativity, empathy as well, putting yourself in their shoes and saying, hey, if someone was supposed to speak to me this way, how would I respond? So there's a lot of good nuggets that we can learn from just human behavior. And with that being said, I'm going to actually transition to more of your course careers journey, because I think it's a great one to kind of dive into. Mm -hmm. How long do you remember how long you took to complete the course? Oh, man, I was probably like the slowest person. <laughs> um I, I, Disclaimer, <laughs> I was moving from one state to another mm. um, in between like trying to find like the spot that we were going to live in. So I joined, I, I purchased it, I want to say around August and I didn't finish until like December, but it was just like, I started really like paying attention to it, like somewhere in between there. But I do like to say that because I know a lot of people tend to finish quick. And I'm like, hey, I'm one of those people who didn't. <laughs> like, I'm one of those people who, with That's all right. the different changes going on in my life, I was still able to get through it. And so um, for me, that's one of the benefits of it. It fits whoever in whatever situation you got going because you could pick up right where you left off, no matter where you are, what you're, what's going on in your life. So that was one of the biggest things for me with like traditional um, education. It doesn't give you that flexibility. And I always, even every time I would try to go into regular colleges and do classes, I would either be too late for the good classes or it would, you know, just scheduling and life. So that was one of the things I really valued about course careers was that time frame. Hey there, thank you so much for watching this video. This video is actually sponsored by Course Careers. So whether you're interested in breaking in as a tech sales representative, if you're interested in actually doing IT or digital marketing, not only do they have free introductory courses for you right now, go to the description and check that out, but they also have $50 off that you could get through me, Joseph50. That's right, $50 off through Joseph50. So if you're interested in getting into that course, any which one, whether it's, again, tech sales, IT, or digital marketing, look no further. Go down to the description below, click on the link, and sign up right now. What are you waiting for? Let's talk about that for a moment. Audience, did you hear that? We always hear these stories of people finishing it fast, and that's great, and I love those stories as well. But... I love that that Diana did not have that story today. That her story was it took her about five months to complete this course. She had, she had moves to do. She has a lot of different things that are happening in her life. And that might be you right now. You might be listening to our conversation and you're saying, man, I signed up for course careers in December of last year. Mm -hmm. And right now it's whatever this time of this video is and I still haven't completed it. Don't be discouraged. Understand that when it says it's self-paced, it doesn't mean fast paced. It means at your pace. And so with that being said, whether it's tech sales, digital marketing, or the link is below, have that insurance that it is at your pace. It's your life, right? This is, I mean, you, you can click on it if you want. You can click on it if you don't want. Hey, listen, I know it changed my life. I don't, I think it's the same thing with Diana. So, so if that's, that's us, I want you to be encouraged to know that this is something that if you do take your time at it, 
you don't have to rush it. You have to just get the knowledge. And I want to talk about that for a moment. Out of all the things that you were doing during the course, what would you say was the most impactful thing that you learned during the process? Mm. Well, it's hard to say because the whole thing is impactful. (laughs) Like it was shocking because I'm just, I'm a very truthful person. And my fiance actually bought the course for me because I'm one of those people like, I don't trust nobody, right. nothing, especially no court on the internet. Oh, gosh, yeah. like, this can't be what people are saying it is. But he's like, just try it out. And when I was going through it and I'm learning. And really, when I, I saw the real value, when it was time to interview mm. and I'm like, the way that everything is broken down and the way that all the questions that you're going to be asked is literally all the information that you learn from the course is going to be used in those interviews. Because if you're like me, who, like I said, I don't have a previous experience in sales besides like some retail way back in the day or um, no education towards sales or a college degree. I was leaning on that a lot to be the thing to show like, hey, I'm capable of doing this job. And it carried me. It, I was able to hold conversations about what tech sales is and really showcase. Like, I may not have done it yet, but I got really good training. So I would just have to say, and I know you said one thing. It's kind of hard to say one thing. Say as many as you want. So yeah, for me, it was just the overall information that you receive for the price. And to me, it can't be beat. So Nice. I'm telling you, the value that you get back, and I'm going to dive into that even deeper later on, but the value that you get back is truly something that I've never experienced in my life um, in Mm -hmm. regards to monetary value and also in regards to your growth as a professional. And it's not expensive at all. It's $500 plus, or or I should say really $450 with my promo code, Joseph50, or if you've seen this and and Diana has her promo code, you could follow her and and find find out what that is. But yeah, like literally with our promo codes, you could get this for $450 and there's payment plans. (laughs) So there's really something there. And we're going to talk about that even more about what else Course Careers provides, because I think people don't know. And I want to give them the real, like you said, on this conversation. But before Mm -hmm. I do that, let's talk about you transitioning now from doing Course Careers. You took five months to go through the program but you landed the job. How long did it take you from when you completed the course or if you were still in the course to when you landed the job? So yeah, I was one of those people who got hired before I finished and it was an accident. And so what I mean by that, like if you go through the course, you'll know there's the the project that they ask you to do. And through my prospecting, I stumbled upon a few names and I was doing reach out for that. And because like through the reach out, started conversations. People actually reached out to me on my LinkedIn, had some conversations, got a lot of different interviews just from the project. And then when I finally spoke to my current company, they hired me, even though they were like, okay, we're going to hire you now, but you can't start until January. So I'm like, well, whatever. (laughs) I got a job. (laughs) So I was happy about that. So yeah, I actually didn't finish the course before I got employed, but I definitely was about, I'll say 93-ish percent with it. So I knew the bulk of, you know, what the course had to offer. So when I did have those interviews, I was able to answer those questions. But yeah, I, I it didn't even take me finishing the course completely before I was, you know, attractive to employers. So yeah. That, wow. <laughs> Two, three, four asterisks next to that. Like, <laughs> that is big time gems. You're saying... 
you did not even apply to jobs, but by simply you doing the project for course careers. And if you want to know what the project is, you've got to actually get into the course. I'm going to leave that as a, as a little nugget for you when you get into the course. Click on the link. You, you heard what I said earlier. But literally, it took you, you, you by you just doing the project that they asked you to do, which is not related to you applying to the jobs. The job mm-hmm. saw, the, the company saw you doing the job to get the job in a way. At least that's what we like to say now. And they said, oh, we got to get Diana because she's actually showing us the skills that it needs, that SDR needs to have. Yes. Wow. That is, I never heard anybody ever get a job <laughs> by doing the project. This, 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 this uh, is important to me. Have you ever heard that? I never heard that. You know, I, I no, actually, no. I've heard people applying before. <laughs> um, yeah. But one of the, the, the project was so wonderful for me because once one one thing is I learned how to prospect with that and using the bare minimum so that was already great but I've actually forged a lot of like friendships with companies and people within those companies like um it's a video on my um my YouTube of me and a guy Daryl he was one of the first people to ever reach out to me because of that because I had to do the outreach for the email mm-hmm. um he saw me posting on, um, I want to say Nelson. Ah, I'm forgetting his name, but the guy with the blue hair, he's like huge, you oh, know, yeah. in the SDR. Yeah. So, you know what I'm cool. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I just wrote on there and he saw that I had looked him up because of the project. And then he reached out to me. So it was a lot of that kind of um, interactions with companies because I did the outreach. I sent the emails and they just were like, hey, like, you know, do you want to interview or like what's like, you know, just kind of inquiring, seeing that I took the steps that an SDR would do to get a job. They're like, well, you're already doing the thing. So, hey, why not sit with us and, you know, let's talk. So right. it, it was really, really impactful. That is impressive. I don't think people realize like literally like if you know the project, the project isn't you. Your project isn't you trying to prospect these people for your sake. But they saw the value in what course careers provided that they were like, this person is properly trained. They know what they're doing. We want to hire them. And that's the type of skills that you want to be able to say that if you leave any sort of school, if you leave any sort of boot camp, if you leave any sort of for- form of education, that you could have the knowledge and the wisdom or the skill to be able to do the job. And man, that that is a, Troy, if you're watching this, Troy, uh, you, are, you, know, you probably want to get like a written testimonial about that because that shows how yeah. valuable, Troy or Trent, uh, how valuable uh, what the work you guys are doing is. So that's, that is amazing. Wow, I did not know that. All right, so All right. go ahead. You want to say something else? Sorry, I was just, I was just saying like, I, I, when I was in the program, I was telling people and then like once I got, you know, employed, but it was just like everything so far. I'm like, listen, y'all, <laughs> if you want something, because let's be real, the, the way the economy is going, I was I just saw a post about how like the job, um, how much people got paid on average only went up about 20 something percent versus like the housing market went up about 140 percent in the same time frame. Yeah. It seems like tech is like the only like industry right now that's allowing you to kind of catch up because everything else mm. is so far behind. And that's why I'm like, I'm so determined to try to make it in this. And even this, if sales is not my 100%, you know, like this is for my forever career, 
the skills that I'm learning, I take with me wherever I go. I've gotten more confident in my conversation with people. I've been able to be organized in a way that I've never had before. Because I tell people all the time, like, this job will teach you things. If you want to be successful, you're going to have to rise to the occasion, but you don't have to be this person before you start. You can yeah. grow into it because I was not that person. <laughs> no, I had, you know, aspirations, but this is really showing me and teaching me how each day I can chip away at, you know, my success. So, yeah. And talk about chipping away. Let's talk about your story because I just I was just thinking as you're talking. I'm like, okay, yeah, she got the she got all these people reaching out to her. How was the interview process with each of these different companies? How was that process for you? Oh man, they varied. Like one was not the same as the other. Besides, like um, some of the questions that they would ask, but uh, I had two interviews with one company who, that ended up being the company that I stayed with. And then I had seven at one that I ended up not getting. But then I also had, you know, four and three. So it was very different depending on like how big the company was. I had interviews with like startups, I had interviews with like well-established companies. And I'm actually um, doing a video on that process, like what I went through during that time, because it was just so interesting. But the one thing that I loved about the interviewing process is I learned so much about myself. Mm. I learned how to speak about my accomplishments and how to showcase my worth in the workspace. Like, you know, so that process, it took not too long. Cause like I said, like they were, <laughs> we were already talking because of the project and I got hired fairly quickly because the, um, the company only did like two interviews, but yeah. the other company that I did like seven interviews with, I really learned how to, do interviews. <laughs> okay. Like interviews with one company? Seven. Yes. And it's a and I want to throw this little tidbit out there with people. Even if you go through all of those, usually I guess my past self will be a little salty, like oh, seven interviews and y'all didn't hire me. But like I said, we're going this the economy is changing so much. There's so much going on. It wasn't because they didn't like me or anything like that. It was just simply restructuring going on in the company. And to this day, I still talk to the people in that company. Mm. I still keep that engagement and I and I nurture that relationship because mm. that is going to like be the key of success really is your network. And even if I didn't get hired, that doesn't mean I can't be a friend. <laughs> that doesn't mean that we can't keep communication. So I just try to keep that in mind with okay. all the companies that I have interviewed with. And I follow them on LinkedIn. I keep up with them. So if ever the day comes where, you know, that opportunity may come present itself again, I'm already familiar with that company. Wow. Wow. So let me ask you this. Because somebody could be like, like you said, salty. <laughs> They're like, I'm salty like crackers right now. Like, okay. like Rick Fitz and crackers. Like, like that somebody just dumped, accidentally puts the, put in the, in the sand by the sea. Like I'm salty because they were, they, I feel rejected. I feel yeah. like I was given my all. I went to this interview. I did, I'm at the last round of interviews mm -hmm. and I was like, why did they? Why did they take all that time to get me to the last round of interviews, only to yeah. reject me? I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm done with this tech stuff. Can you talk about what, how you are able to nurture? First of all, 
bounce back from that rejection. That's one. And then also nurture what, what tools do you do? What things do you do? What tools do you use to nurture those relationships after being rejected? Okay. So the rejection part is I, I always, with any situation, I learned this in the mental health field. I give myself a time to process. So I was upset. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and act like I was it because I had all those questions. And then you ask that like, you put your best foot forward and you're like, how did like, I'm so confused. Y'all got seven interviews and I don't, still didn't get it. Like, what did you, did you not like my hair? Like, what was it? You know, so it leaves you questioning. But the biggest thing about that nurturing those uh, relationships is I was able to ask those questions. I was able to ask, hey, you know, just for future reference. What was some of the things that I could have improved on to impress you and your colleagues a little more so I can be successful in the future? And you may not get the closure that you always want with every uh, company that you interview with, but that's one of my biggest things to kind of heal the wounds after being rejected is just ask why. They understand that you're new in the game. They know that you are you know, trying to grow. And that is actually a key factor when people are looking, they're like, are you coachable? So that is a huge thing to show them like, hey, I understand I didn't get it. That doesn't mean that I won't <laughs> one day. And uh, in the meantime, can you tell me where can I improve? Like, what what can I do better? You know, so that was one of the things that I just naturally was curious. Like, where could I, like, seriously, tell me what I did wrong so I can not do it again. <laughs> and um as far as like nurturing uh, the relationships, like my biggest tool would be LinkedIn and not only following the company's page, really understanding what that product is and mm. why do I want to work for this company? Even though they rejected me today, that doesn't mean, you know, like I said, in six months to a year, I'm in a position where I got some knowledge now. I got some um, work history. Maybe I'm now that perfect candidate that they wanted, you know what I'm saying, because of it. And I, I'm already invested because I follow them. They see me engage with them. And I just keep, you know, pop up every now and again, you know, don't spam <laughs> or, or, you know, bug them too much, but just let them know you're, you're there and you are still interested. Hey family, it's Joseph here again. Now you have heard me talk about how tech sales has changed my life. I actually want to introduce you to another career that if you decide to go into it, truly is recession proof and that is cybersecurity. Level Careers is a platform similar to Course Careers that's self-paced and allows you to obtain knowledge and ed education in cybersecurity and get this without prior experience or a degree. That's right. And so you definitely want to get into that and if you are interested in learning more about cybersecurity, go ahead and click the link below. It's in my description and use my promo code Joseph10. That's right. Use my promo code Joseph 10 in order to save 10% off of the purchase price of that course. So without further ado, I'm not going to delay you. Go click on the link, check out the free introductory courses and change your life today. Nice. Now, now let me ask you this because I'm, I'm very, I think this is a golden nugget. And, and as we know, and as doing SDR work, being doing discovery, when you find something, you want to dive a little deeper. So what are some of the practical ways that somebody who's an SDR who got rejected from a company can engage them without spamming them. Like you were getting into that. I want to find a little bit more. What are the clearest day practical ways that they can do that? Um, I would absolutely, one, before you even interview, know all of the interviewers' names. And like I said, connect with them on LinkedIn. After your interview process is over, maybe give it a week or so, 
but then you write a really short, sweet <laughs> message to them, just thanking them for the opportunity because they could have picked anybody else to do it, but they did choose you to even see if you would be eligible for it. And then after that, basically just engaging. I hope I'm not repeating myself, but like, you know, like just keep engaging. I would say periodically, meaning anywhere from a couple of months at a time. So I usually try to spread out my engagement. Now, if they're receptive and they're like, hey, what's up? Then build that relationship. Like One of the ladies I talk with, she's a recruiter and we're really cool. Like every now and again, we'll just talk about something that has nothing to do with tech sales. But others, I keep very professional and I don't I don't overwhelm them. Like I, I could send a, a message. If they don't answer, I'll maybe wait some time and maybe send another one. In our role, you'll kind of understand how to engage with prospects in that way as well. You don't want to call every single day at this product. Can you do a touch and back off? So it's really what you would do in the role, you do outside of the role. And um, so I guess that was like, if that's a way, I hope I was able to explain that. Basically. Yeah. And the reason why I'm saying it's curious, because I'm thinking like, man, somebody would be like, I kind of get that. So will I send them a message saying, hey, I learned this about your company or will I send them a message saying, hey, how's your day going? What is considered too much and what is considered, oh, this is great. Um, oh, okay. So I guess, um, so for instance, because I have different levels of engagement with the various people in one company, one person is strictly asking questions about growth. So I will uh, contact him and I'll just say, hey, I would love your opinion on what an SDR should do in XYZ situation. When you have time, please let me know and just leave it at that. And however long it takes me to respond, I'm fine with that. And then with someone else, I may even ask for like, okay, references or could you, it, it's really like a touch and go thing. You kind of have to realize and read the room. And I feel like that is a special skill that you need to be successful in this uh, field because even over the phone, you kind of got to know when somebody is like irritated and how you respond to that versus like they're receptive and they're like, hey, I want to hear what you got to say. So yeah. you just got to pay attention. And I'll say no more than two at a time. No more than two. Don't double up. And don't, I mean, don't triple up your messages Two, And if they don't answer, just wait at least a couple of months. Oh, I like that. That way it kind of gives people an idea of, okay, this is what I should do because I know a lot of SDRs who apply to companies, got rejected. They want to apply it right away. Mm-hmm. I've heard some companies, I won't say a name, but I know a company that's like, listen, if anybody asks you, it's six months before you reapply here. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my, oh. So there's really different protocols. And so it's kind of like one of those touchy and touch and feel things like you said, mm-hmm. which is really good. So let's talk a little bit about the day of a life in an SDR. Can you talk a little bit about that and your experience so far? Yes. So my day may be a little different from other SDR roles because I work as an outsourced SDR. So basically I'm SDR for companies. And so I'm about three months now working at my company and I've already worked on about, I'll say five campaigns so five different companies so basically for me it's a lot of research because when I'm introduced to a new um, company to study I take my time and I really like hone in I I see the ICP who is the uh, buyer persona what it was the reason for this product what what um person are they serving? If you didn't have this service, what does your day look like versus having it? Really looking at it from all angles. 
And then once I do my research part, a regular day, once I've settled into um, a company that I'm working for, I will probably just start off with a morning meeting with everybody just because I'm working remote. So I'm fully remote. So I'm just right here where I'm at right now. <laughs> we check in and um, I will start calling. I make about 100 plus calls a day. And I also do uh, LinkedIn and I also do uh, cold email. And I just try to get as many tools as I can to help me with my workload. Because the more tools, the more outreach I can do. Because if you try to do everything manually, you can do it. It's just yes. you may get burnt out. <laughs> Being very creative with the way that you write your emails, that it can hit a lot of people without feeling spammy. And um, yeah, and also just um, after hitting the phones, doing some prospecting, searching companies, really setting up all of the people that I need to uh, contact in the next week or so. Nice, nice. That is great. I'm thinking about just like you said, you have to prepare the really look at your days and your weeks in advance. Um, sometimes for me, a week, depending on what exactly is rolling out, but, but day to day, like you, it really forces you, like you said earlier, to be organized. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and so, and so it's a good skill to develop though, because we really do need to be organized with life. It's just that this forces you to do it. Now, I want to get into uh, one more thing before we get into the mindset, because you're one of the early a course career, a content creators that I saw. Mm -hmm. And so what I mean by that is course career content creators, there's a lot of CCCCC there. <laughs> right. But uh, basically, I, I interpret that as a person that has either is going through course careers and documenting their journey via YouTube or social media, some form of uh, for, uh, social media, and they are an affiliate uh, with course careers. And so what I want to do now that I'm in season two of this is kind of peel back the onion to really show the value of course careers because it is life changing, not because it just gets you the job, but mm -hmm. also on the content creation and on the affiliate level. Now, can you talk a little bit about how you got into content creation through course career and just that journey? How's that journey been for you? Yes. Um, so I've been dying to make a, a YouTube for years. Just never did it. Bought a camera, didn't use it, just forever. And so going through this process, it really made me want to talk about it. And before I was even invited into the um, affiliate program, I had made two videos just talking about tech sales. And um, I think I'm forgetting the second one. I may have talked about course careers, but it was even before I was, like I said, invited into being an, an affiliate. Once that happened, I'm like, this is amazing because I am. There's some people who will get out here and sell you a product that they never use or they don't believe in, but they know that it's like a financial possibility for them. I am somebody, I, my integrity is everything to me, and I really don't want to mess that up. Yeah. So I actually contemplated. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this because. Does that mean that someone won't see it as authentic? You know what I'm saying? Or you're just doing this because you get uh, a commission? And I'm like, oh, and I just want people to understand, like, nah, I really, like, I was out here repping course careers before. <laughs> like, and even in the bottom of my video, like a disclaimer saying, this was before they even offered me any kind of anything. I was already going to do this. So, but it's, it's the opportunities that come from it have just been really amazing. And it was my first time ever being a part of a program like that. And just to see by you being real 
and being authentic and not just showing the great side of things. Cause I don't know if you've seen a video of mine, but I, I like, I, I show it all. I've told people I've cried and thought about quitting. <laughs> it is not just peaches and cream, but as long as my, my motto is if, as long as people know what they're getting, then I don't, I can sleep at night. Like yeah. if somebody buys this program. I, I got my, um, customer service like foundation from Nordstrom's because like I said I I had a retail job way back it was my first job ever and the one thing that they like drilled into our heads is like do not sell anybody anything that they don't need because their return policy anybody can return anything whether it's worn they don't have a you know receipt it was kind of crazy but if the point of it was don't just sell for the sake of selling sell yeah. because they need this thing and make sure that you're fitting their needs. So for me, I try to map it out 100%. So when somebody purchases, I feel good about, you know, that they took this stuff because they know everything, to, you know, they know the whole expectation. Yeah. So yeah, that this has been a really great opportunity. And so I, I tell people, hey, if you go through the course, you do it. Like, yeah. see what, what can happen for you. You don't know how far it can go. And everybody's yeah audiences for them so yeah. just because one person's doing their thing doesn't mean that there's nothing over here for you people mm -hmm. are going to gravitate to who you are so yeah that's just kind of been my motto <laughs> yeah it's a good one it's a good one to have you know and i'm going to piggyback on that because i did feel a way too a part of me was like you know I, well first i was telling people for free anyway i was like literally like <laughs> right. come and find out what i found out about uh -huh. course careers right I was coaching people for free. I was doing the whole the whole shebang um, out of the kindness of my heart because this really changed my life. So for me, I kind of justified in the sense of, man, I'm, I'm now being uh, my family. And I put it in that context is now being is benefiting from me simply being an ambassador for something that has changed our lives. Like my my wife has been able to stay home and homeschool her kids. She's been able to stay home extended on her uh, maternity leave. Mm. And so this is not just like a, uh, okay, this is no, this has been life changing for me. Yeah. And so with that being said, that's why I have no qualms of doing it. Plus, when I tell somebody about course careers, I'm telling them that late, hey, not only will it help you get into tech sales or digital marketing or IT, but mm. now you have an ecosystem where you could be a coach to somebody else and be compensated for it. You could do content creation and you have something that will really be helpful to people. Mm. Plus, on top of that, as an affiliate, you're going to be, again, um, I want to try to find the word uh, blessed <laughs> for <laughs> helping helping other people as well get into their positions because this is more this is more than just get uh, getting into a course. This right. is about changing your job and the stepping stones to generational wealth for your family from time from years to come. So, so I'm glad I, that you're able to speak about that. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. I was saying absolutely. I was just agreeing with you. Um, yeah, it's definitely. Because, uh, you know, questions come up, people ask, and uh, a couple of people have had, uh, they were weary. Like, well, you know, I see so many people hop on here and talk about it. Like, I've, I've been asked, like, is this an MLM thing? Or is this like, yeah. you know, just basically like, is it shady? And I'm just like, you know, the way that it's set up is just the best way to market, you know, is that word of mouth you know, from the person who went through it. And I'm yeah. like, the reason why we do get, like we get paid for it because these videos take a lot of time, energy, mental space, like, you know, thinking about the next thing to do. 
Um, I've even taken a small hiatus from my uh, channel because it just, it gets overwhelming. Yeah. But um, I understand like people's uh, skepticism. Mm -hmm. There's yeah. been so many programs that will promise you something and it doesn't deliver. And that's why I'm like, I just trust me. <laughs> this delivers. This delivers. If you do, if you do the work. Right. This delivers. This delivers. And it's not this quick, rich scheme at all. Not it's at all. literally just the first step into the many steps you're going to have to take. But mm. it's to open the door. And so that's why it's like, I'm telling people, but like, listen, I tell people, even if I wasn't getting, you know, any kind of anything for it, but I do yeah. feel blessed that I am because, hey, why not help you help me? We help each other and everybody at the end of the day wins. Exactly. <laughs> and, and this course, I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but I, I, like, totally, like, like I gave you a virtual high five right now because exactly, I same sentiments. And, and if you I had a friend that did it where they went through the course, I encouraged him to do the content creation, a portion of it and become an affiliate. And he's like, bro, like this, I just paid for the course. Like I, I just got the money back that I did for the course, like, <laughs> like in like a couple of days. Yeah. Um, and so it's not a get rich quick scheme at all. It's a course you have to complete. Once you do the course, you can land a job in tech. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you're going to be like the person like that got his eyes healed and he can see now. I can see. I'm going to tell everybody how I can see now. Right. So you're going to have that kind of testimony, that kind of story. And right. you're naturally going to want to tell people what course careers decide to do is not only say, hey, you go ahead and tell people. We, we want to thank you for telling people. Right. That's basically how I look at it. So mm -hmm. so that's so good. And I'm going to wrap it up here by talking about the mindset. And it could be one word. It could be one sentence. But what is the mindset you think someone needs to have to be where you are right now and then to scale from there? Mm, I guess my word of the year and last year was perseverance. Um, I was someone who, when faced with a challenge, I would, you know, choose 101 reasons why I couldn't do it. And then I wouldn't because it would stress me out too much. And when I really decided to say, okay, regardless if you think you're not ready, regardless if you're not the best, regardless if this doesn't come easy to you, guess what you're going to do? You're going to get up and do it anyway. When you yeah. don't feel like it, when you don't want to make that extra call, when you don't want to reach out to a prospect because it's like you didn't already hit them up five times and they didn't brush you off five times. <laughs> like when you don't want you to. You again? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like I've literally had that. Like, oh, yeah. Yep, I me too. But I'm like, hey, but you're still picking up. So I must be on to something. So it's just that one word is perseverance. Just keep going. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to know all the steps. You don't, you just have to have grace with yourself. Let yourself be a beginner and literally keep taking step, step, step. And if this ends up being something that you try and then you realize, you know, maybe this isn't for me, like I said in the beginning, you're going to take some skills from this. And whatever yeah. you do next, you're going to benefit from this experience. At least I, I say. I will. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my that's my word. That's the word. And I love it. Perseverance. This has been a great episode. This has been an encouraging episode. I think this is the episode in season two, among others, that would definitely encourage you to take that next step forward. Now, I want to say one more caveat before Diana goes, because I know we're going close to time here. But one more caveat I want to say is, like, she said something that was really important. This is your first step. Mm -hmm. oftentimes people say oh man i broke into tech i got my job i'm good 
Now, this is your first step, because if you're on the journey to creating generational wealth for you and your family, this is just the first step that's going to open some doors. And then you need to get into those doors and you need to keep going and keep going and keep going. Because, again, again, there's so many opportunities. But if you settle, if you just say, hey, I just put my foot in the door, you're going to miss out on that. So don't 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 say I got to tech and that's it. Keep going, family. Keep going and keep on right climbing the ladder. <laughs> so, so with that being said, Diane, I want to say thank you so much for joining us on Techniche Tips. This has been a great conversation. I hope you feel the same way. I know I do. Absolutely. This was great. I'm so glad, you know, we finally got to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. And with that being said, until next time, family, I hope to see you on the other side. Take care.